You're listening to Ari Snapshots, where each fortnight we chat about the science behind the weeds and decode some of the trickier concepts which crop up. Today for Ari Snapshots, we're chatting with Jinyi Chen. She's a PhD student at Ari, and we're going to be finding out about her work on trifluralin resistance. Firstly, how are you going, Jinyi? Hey, pretty good. Thanks, Jess. Jinyi, you've been studying trifluralin resistance mechanisms in annual ryegrass. Why did this become your project? Okay, and yes, my PhD is on trifluralin resistance mechanisms in annual ryegrass. As we know that annual ryegrass is a very severe crop weight in Australia, causing great yield loss. And the pre-emergence herbicide trifluralin has been used to control ryegrass since 1970s in Australia. Trifluralin is pretty useful for the management of the ryegrass, especially the ones that have involved resistance to ARS or ACCEs inhibitors. But as we know that with the intensive application of trifluralin, the resistance would involve. And the first trifluralin-resistant annual ryegrass was reported in 1995. Recently, increasing trifluralin-resistant annual ryegrass population were reported in West Australia and South Australia. This was recently covered in our recent RE Insight number 105, which is available on the RE website. However, trifluralin-resistant mechanisms in ryegrass have not been revealed yet. Based on this background, my supervisor Qin Yu chose this as my PhD project so that I could try to investigate what is going on in the ryegrass which survived the trifluralin treatment in the field. It's a very interesting and timely project, Jin Yi, and you've been working really hard on this project for three years now. Where are you at with your research today? Well, this project has been very challenging, but it's interesting and fruitful. I try to investigate the mechanisms from both target site and non-target site resistance. For the target site resistance, as trifluralin is a microtubule inhibitor, and microtubules are made of millions of alpha-beta tubulin heterodimers, so mainly focused on looking for alpha-tubulin mutations. The reason we do this is because a single amino acid substitution in the alpha tubulin could lead to trifluralin resistance in ways, which were reported in other with species like goosegrass and green foxtail. Overall, we found three different alpha tubulin mutations at site 202, 239, and 243 in grass. The 202 and the 243 ones are the novel mutations identified, which have not been confirmed before. So we demonstrated that these mutations at the two residues endow trifluralin resistance by rice transgenic studies. The non-target side resistance usually includes reduced herbicide uptake translocation or enhanced metabolism. Actually, before we started our research, there is no non-target site resistance reported in trifluralin-resistant ways. We frequently use radioactive herbicide as a universal tool to help investigate the mechanisms. However, the radioactive trifluralin is very tricky to handle because trifluralin is highly volatile, so it's not easy to know exactly the herbicide dose we tested. Jinyi, I remember you having trouble with this, and you did come up with a solution in the end. How did you overcome it? Well, we tried to develop a new diagnostic methodology for trifluralin-enhanced metabolism test. 
And with this new method, we found that all the four annual ragrass populations or biotypes tested contained the metabolic resistance mechanisms. And how about target site resistance? Well, we did find target site resistance in two of the four populations tests. So the common target and the non-target site resistance evolution is coming. And um, it's unfortunate news, but it's also a fact that we have to accept. So Jinyi, in addition to the resistance mechanisms, is there any other research content you're working on in your PhD project? Yes, we also looked into genetic inheritance pattern of trifluorin resistance. And generally, trifluorin resistance was inherited semi-recessively in regress. Moreover, severe fitness penalty as well as a helico and a dwarf growth trait was identified and studied. And we have found that these special traits were all endowed by the arginine-243-methionine-alpha-tube limitation. Yeah, that's a pretty long word. And it sounds very interesting and a bit complicated. So what do you reckon could be the solutions to trifluralin resistance in annual ryegrass? Well, according to our research, sufficient trifluralin application rate is always a good idea, as the low... Lo- those would uh, favor the selection of the minor genes contributing to resistance. Additionally, the rotation of pre-emergence herbicides of different modes of action, as well as other integrated weight management strategies should also be taken into consideration to combat the trifluorin-resistant weights. Yeah, very good advice. And you've always finished your PhD and will be very sad at Ari to see you go. But I do have to ask, what is the potential or further research after this PhD project, Jinyi? Yeah, a PhD is something that can be finished, but the scientific research is always endless. There's still a lot to do on trifluorin resistance mechanisms. For instance, we only looked into the alpha tubulin mutations. So how about the beta tubulins? Is there any beta tubulin mutations conferring resistance as well? And also the specific gene conferring enhanced trifluorin metabolism has not been revealed yet. We proposed that it could be the P450s, but further evidence is needed. So this may be the further content I'm going to study at the beginning of my career in China. Very exciting. And yeah, like I said, we'll be very sad to see you go. You've been such a delight to have as part of the team at ARI. And (laughs) yeah, I'm sure you'll do really well in your research endeavours in the future. So we'll be looking closely to see what you come up with. Yeah, thanks, Jess.